besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. I'll tell you what, the, these intros just keep getting longer and longer because he keeps adding more and more wins. But please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Garth Tender. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Hey, how's the production value on your intro? I mean, the <laughs> for this show is out of control. Nimsy's been working on that since about 6 o'clock on Sunday no, evening. I've taken a pay cut. That's why they've got the budget to do it, see? <laughs> So, so Garth, do we call you four time now, or GT, no, no, GTH, no, no, no. GT Holden man? What are we? No, Congratulations! No, just Garth's fine. No, no <laughs> four time done. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, let's let's be honest. Four time is pretty sensational, and congratulations to you. And as I said, right off the top, all four with Holden. It couldn't have been scripted any better for you boys. Yeah, oh, look, it was um, obviously a, a special day, um, especially considering. Um, you know, what's happened with Holden this year. So um, as soon as it was announced in February that Holden was ceasing operations in Australia at the end of this year, you start thinking about, you know, what's, what are the ramifications of that? And, you know, from a motorsport point of view, you start thinking, well, we've got to make sure we win this Bathurst because it's um, obviously Bathurst and Holden are so intrinsically linked, you know, through the storylines of, you know, Brock and... Uh, Larry Perkins and Alan Grice and then more recently Mark Scaife, Craig Lowndes, all those guys, you know, um, have big Holden history at Bathurst. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a nice way to sort of say goodbye to Holden from a motorsport perspective was to get that one on the weekend. Hey, Garth, how, uh, how hard was it? I mean, you, you literally didn't get to drive the car pretty much or you had a little drive. But, um, you know, to really roll into... Into an injury, we all know. I mean, I've done it plenty of times that you at least have a sand down or you've got something to, to iron out the bugs and to get, you know, everything sorted, brake pad changes, driver changes, all the little ergonomics in the cars to get sorted. You didn't have that. So, A, how did that fare? And B, how did you fare, you know, obviously in the race within that car? Uh, yeah, look, obviously, you're always a little concerned going in, um because of the break from not being in the car. Like you said, the last time I drove the 97 car was um, mid-February at the pre-season test mm. at Tail and Bend. Uh, and then the last time I sat in a race car was the middle of March at the Australian Grand Prix in the TCR car. So um, a long time sitting on the couch, that's a short <laughs> yeah. Um So, yeah, look, I was, I was reasonably comfortable in the lead into the race that, um, it would sort of all sort of come back once you jump in and start cutting laps. So um, it was a strange, obviously a strange, I mean, 2020 has been a strange year, hasn't it? But yeah. it was obviously a strange lead-in, you know, having to go to Darwin, do two weeks in quarantine in Darwin before I was allowed to then fly to Brisbane and spend just over a week with the team in Brisbane before we headed to Bathurst for race week. So 
even that alone was a pretty strange prep. Um, but yeah, jumping in the car for the first session on the Thursday, I really just tried to treat that first day like you would a normal test day, you know, just sort of make sure you feel comfortable yeah. in the car um, and just, you know, before you start leaning on it and start, you know, trying to set a lap time because, um, you know, Bathurst can bite you pretty heavily. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't care how many laps you've done in the past, Bathurst can get you. So, um, yeah, I was mindful of that. But, you know, once I'd done three or four laps, I felt pretty comfortable in the car straight away. So we started to press on and get on with the program. So, I mean, for me, I was, you know, fortunate. I've done a few laps around there. So um, you could get into the groove pretty quickly. Hey, speaking about that, just quickly, I know Maddie's got a question he's dying to ask you, but um, you just noted then about Bathurst, it doesn't matter how many laps you've done around there, it can bite you pretty quickly. The last time you were there in an Audi R8 at the 12 air, you had probably the biggest shunt of your career there. Um, and I think it just goes to show that place, it can love you or hate, it doesn't really matter. It's uh, uh, You walked away from there a very shaken man after even I spoke chatted to you after that you probably don't even remember that but uh, <laughs> but um but since then you go back there this year same year and, and you win the 1000 I mean it's just nuts yeah I mean that's right the 12 hour crash was certainly the biggest one I've had in my career and um it yeah it sort of knocked me out for a little while and I've got a memory loss from there I don't really remember a lot of what happened pretty much straight after the crash so a lot I of people could have asked the, me after Sunday actually I had a bit of memory loss after the Bathurst this, this week Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be a different on, on reason. On the Monday, yeah. yeah. You shunted pretty hard into the esky, is what you did. You shunted face first into the esky from about 11 o'clock onwards till when I left you at 5.30. There was a mess everywhere. You have that memory problem quite a bit, though, Steve. I've, yeah. I've noticed over the years, I, yeah. It seems to be getting worse like getting older. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should get that looked at. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, Garth, I want to talk about the emotion of the weekend because it was the 20th anniversary of your first win. You, of course, won back in 2000 with Jason Barguana for GRM. But but you touched on it earlier. It, it is Holden's last year as a factory team. How was the pressure going into it? What was the emotion throughout the race? Um, and especially in those last couple of laps, when all hell broke loose, the race it went off. Pretty relaxed, actually. It looked pretty TV. relaxed. But how were you feeling? What was the emotion inside the garage? Um, yeah, look, uh, right back to the start of that. Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't really realise the whole. I didn't really think about the 20th anniversary thing for my first win until it started popping up in different news stories in the lead into the race. And go, yeah, that's true. This 20 years. Um, so yeah, with a few storylines attached to the weekend, obviously the. The, um, the Holden thing, obviously trying to achieve that uh, success in, in Holden's last official factory involvement in the race. Um, a lot of chat about Shane trying to get his first race win. Um, for me, yeah, the 20th anniversary of it all. Um, so, yeah, look, there was, a, there was a little bit going on in the lead into the race. Um, and then once we got in the race, I mean, I've never had a race at Bathurst where that if you wrote down the race plan, um, and then, you know, you're not slight, Steve. You go there, you do that race. You've always got these wonderful plans, and then halfway through the race, it gets turned upside on, it's down on its head, and you've got to adapt and change and come up with a new plan to suit whatever the circumstances are. But for that one, I've never been in a race where it's run so smoothly and so close to plan for pretty much the whole race. So, yes, even those last sort of 60 laps when Shane and Cam jumped into that battle to the end, Shane was doing an awesome job of just managing the tyre and managing the gap back to Cam and then, you know, just sort of waiting for the first five or six laps of each stint and then starting to go and building a gap. 
So I was starting to become more and more comfortable until those safety cars come because I thought, <laughs> geez, we've had such a good day and everything's gone so much to plan that here we go, Bathurst has found a way to bite us on the ass. So, um, those, so I, was, I was pretty calm um, until the safety cars came. And then even after that first one, he got a good restart. And I thought, ah, oh, all right, here we go, here we go. And then bang, straight away another safety car. So, ah, oh, here we go again. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I said in the telecast to, to Larco, I don't know who writes the scripts for Bathurst, but they get it right every year, don't they? Because, <laughs> they are pretty um, good. It's pretty intense. 15, 15 years, I think. it's um, The last 15 years, the first and second has been split by a second. Yeah. So after <laughs> a thousand... A thousand Ks and 162 laps and 163 laps. 161 and get, laps. 161. Mate. Sorry. Well, I'm not the supercar driver. Used to be. Hey, 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 fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. It used to be 163 until before they put the chase in. Yeah. See, there you go. You were right. That on that. On it just that shows old. how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's amazing how you can come down to to one second. I want to know when you got home back to Melbourne and to your lovely wife Leanne and the kids. Was it like? Oh, honey, well done. Can you take out the rubbish and the lawns need mowing? <laughs> well, I literally just did the lawns today, so that's my <laughs> tick for one. Um, I, I didn't get that. Bathurst champion straight onto the mower. It doesn't matter. Hey, it yeah, doesn't it's discriminate. It's a Kubota too, so I should oh, get yeah. well, well done. Money back from you well done. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Tan. We'll get some sort of deal back from you guys. Um, I, I didn't get home till Tuesday, so um, I didn't tell the kids. And uh, they were at school, so I went to pick them up from school. So that was pretty cool. Um, they were pretty excited about that. Um, but yeah, pretty much it was just um, back to normal life. We're building a house at the moment, so it was back to sorting out different trades and all the rest of it, and getting oh, back into it. But I, I didn't fun. manage to. This year, they gave all. They gave the team. Obviously, you get the the original Peter Brock trophy, the perpetual trophy. Um, but they also gave the team three mini replicas. So one for Shane and myself, and one for the team. So. Uh, show and tell at school was pretty cool today. <laughs> I bet it was. Um, Garth, oh, you're holding all the questions. Well, I, well, yeah, because you've done all this before. Um, how good is Shane Van Gisbergen as a teammate? I mean, I, we, we were we were closely watching the laps and the lap speed and the and the times and all that kind of stuff. The pace was unbelievable. How good was Shane's stint? Because they just looked, it looked like sixty plus laps of qualifying times. Oh yeah, one hundred percent it was. I mean, those sixty. I think it took about 62 laps um, to the end when I jumped out. Were 62 of the most intense laps that I've seen at Bathurst between two guys. So yes, Shane was awesome, but Cam was equally as awesome as putting keeping the pressure on. So that battle I thought was um, was as good as I've seen two guys going at it over that sort of time and that amount of laps. But um, I think Shane's taken another step, particularly on the weekend. He's he seemed to take another step. He um, he was very confident all weekend to the point where on Saturday, well, Friday night, he said to me and to Shippy Grant, my first and our engineer, he goes, I just want to do one shootout simulation at the start of my practice session and then do the shootout and I want Garth to do all the prep work today for the race. So he was supremely confident. From that point, I thought, gee, that's, that's different to what he's done in the past. He's, he's sort of really confident in his own ability to adapt to whatever race car we come up with. And two, he's solely focused on making sure we start as close to the front of the district as we can. So then that was a change. And then when it started raining and he was in the car um, and got us from third to the lead, that's what took the 
Um, and we all know how good he is in those sorts of conditions. So when it started raining, I was like, oh, man, I'm glad I'm not in the car and he is. <laughs> um, and he, he was classic Shane in that part of the race where he, he got to the lead um, in those tricky conditions and he exploited his uh, reputation. I think once people saw that he was coming in those conditions, I wouldn't say that they moved over, but they were aware that, oh, Shane's good in these oh, conditions, yeah, yeah. here he comes sort of thing. Um, but they then when he, the way he... defend, I guess, in a way. They didn't yeah, that's right. Point. They figured he's coming through anyway. And that's what got us to the lead. And then, you know, I saw the telecast where they interviewed Roland at the end of the race and, and, they, and he said it's the most intelligent display from a driver that he's seen. That's 100% accurate. The way that Shane manages the tyre... The way that he manages the gap back to the car um, that's chasing him so that it puts the car in dirty air so that that car then overheats its front tyre from the lack of front downforce. So he waited effectively for the first six or seven laps of each stint for water's front tyres to go off at the same time as managing his own tyres so that then he could go. And you could see in each of those stints, he would just pull a gap and by the end of the stint, it would be out to three seconds. So he... You know, he. I don't think he gets a lot of credit for just how much he thinks about the race, not just driving fast. Um, and that was, yeah. you know, being inside the garage and seeing all that take place was seriously impressive to watch. And that's something that we've we've spoken a lot about. I've spoken a lot about yeah, here, Matt, on, yeah. on the show, just how much um, he thinks about the the general race, not just driving fast, but he thinks about the general race and what's happening, how he can advantage himself in the position that he's in with the cars around him. And that's the sort of stuff that he does. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, panic when there's a guy really close to him behind. He just drives his race and, you know, for sure if they're fast enough to get past, they get past, but he's smart in that regard. But, but um, I guess 20, I didn't even realize that until, until the weekend as well, where that was Garth's 20th anniversary mm. from his first win there. Now, how did you fare physically after the race, Garth? Like, as in like, yeah, you, was your body sore? Did you have any what are you saying, mate? I'm, saying I'm old now. <laughs> what I'm actually getting to is that I remember after 2000, you had a nice burnt backside after getting out of that GRM car. because yes, you, 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 <laughs> See, I've got a very good memory. Um, because you had to drive with Jason Barguana, who's effectively not quite your height. So uh, so you had to run in the seat. Yeah, exactly. You had to run the seat with no padding in the bottom of just to be able to get in and sit in the, the seat far enough down to, to be able to drive it. So obviously you're driving with someone a bit more your height now, so you're a bit more comfortable. Well, I've got the exact opposite problem. Shane's car is the first ever race car I've sat in that's too big for me. So <laughs> uh, I actually have padding in my suit because I need some extra really? padding to stop me slipping around in the seat. So, um, yeah, I felt, I felt fine. Um, I was a little, the only thing I was a little concerned of going into the race was just the lack of race miles mm. from a fitness perspective. So, um, my actual general fitness is probably the best it's ever been because living in Melbourne, you're not allowed to do anything else at the moment. So <laughs> yeah. um, my fitness was fine. I was comfortable with my actual fitness, but just the general soreness and, you know, even just having your, wearing a helmet, you know, for that period of time, I hadn't worn mm. a helmet in the race car for six months. So, you, and you can do a little bit of training for that, but there's nothing that replicates it. So I was a little bit concerned about just how my body would pull up. So, Doing that, I did actually get a race run on Saturday in the middle of the day, um, and I did about 20 laps as a race run, and, and I got a bit of an idea of what was going to be sore the next day, so the physio worked on that. But I actually pulled up 
pulled up pretty well from the race. It was just, yeah, um, Sunday night. Sunday night. A bit <laughs> calmer, so, um, uh, but, yeah, look, I, I felt fine. Um, we, we changed the strategy around a little bit um, based from last year because it was more so um, you always are better in the second stint in the race. Um, you're always just more in tune with the car and all the rest of it. So we just changed the strategy around a little bit so that we maximised my second stint in the race based on what we learnt last year. Um, and, yeah, yeah, it all worked pretty well. Mate, give me very quickly, what are your plans for 2021 if the world gets back into a normal place? <laughs> good question. Um, yeah, look, I mean... Uh, I wrote and that I and Matty look... asked it. That's why it was a good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Artie and I are talking about um, extending the deal for driving the 97 car with Shane. Um, so we'll we'll get that done in the next couple of weeks, I think. Um, and then there's sort of talk at the moment. There's only probably only going to be one enduro next year again, mm. um, being Bathurst. Maybe two, but um, one. So I need to do a bit of. I'm going to try. I want to do some other racing. So we were planning on doing TCR this year, uh, the TCR Championship. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's that didn't happen and it's not going to happen this year. So um, we try and roll that into next year, just so I've got some race miles under my belt. Um, for when we head back to Bathurst. And also the TCR Championship, that's um, that's something that we're pretty keen to secure at MPC as well. So, um, yeah, different type of racing, but uh, certainly keep up the race miles. Well, GT, I'll tell you, you made a lot of Holden fans extremely happy and you really gave it the fitting farewell. And, uh, mate, thanks for taking a bit of time to join us here on the driver's seat tonight. Before I let you go, though, I want to ask you um, one of those cheesy questions because you were at the Holden Racing Team for over 10 years. Did you have a favourite livery, a favourite Commodore that you sort of cherish? And if you had, you know, a blank checkbook and you could buy it and put it into the garage, what would it be? Well, uh, I'd probably... Um, actually try and buy my 2007 championship car, uh, the Toll HSV car. That would be the one that I'd... But I'd need to win Lotto for that one because it's all been restored and all brought back to how we raced it and whoever owns it wants a a fair bit of coin. So um, that would be the one. That one and maybe the 2011 Bathurst winner. But Zach Brown um, from Walkinshaw Andretti United owns that one, so I don't think I'll be able to do a deal with yeah, him. So, yeah, I, and um, I don't think that he's going to he's going to deduct anything off the price. No, he, he won't give it. me a, he won't give me a discount for sure. So, <laughs> but, uh, just, so I'll, I'll, I'll have to win a lot of going for the 2007 car. And as you just said, you're building a house, and of course they always stay on budget, so <laughs> you'll have plenty oh, of money yeah. to buy yeah, yeah. a hundred percent. Well, GT, we can't wait to see you back on a racetrack sooner rather than later. Uh, again, congratulations on the win. As I said, it must be pretty different for you to to sort of not actually be there in those last laps, but you look pretty relaxed in the pits at least. So, again, thanks for joining us on the driver's seat, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Cheers, guys. Congrats, mate. Well done. There we go. Garth Tander there joining us on the driver's seat. Our feature interview, thanks to Ryko Filters. Asking mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Don't go anywhere. We've still got a lot of Bathurst news, but 12-hour Bathurst news. We'll get to that next, right here on the driver's seat. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.